welcome to Functional Medicine with Alexandra Brewster. Alex is one of five Australian certified practitioners through the Institute of Functional Medicine and focuses on identifying the root cause of disease by taking into account an individual's genes, environment and lifestyle for treatment. She's the principal naturopath at Healing Hands Natural Health Centre in Ipswich, Queensland. Along with her talents as a Western herbalist and nutritionist, she has also excelled previously as a midwife and registered nurse. At Alex's practice, health is a right, not a privilege. Hey, Alex. Hey, Bindi. How are you? Good. Now... Our disclaimer, as usual, uh, we need to let people know that you're not a medical doctor, but you're one of the only seven individuals in Australia who can call themselves a certified functional medicine practitioner. Yeah, that's right. And, you know, we can always go on about it, how it's, um, there's only seven of us and um, uh, beware the imitations, but I am, some of those are doctors, I'm not one of them. I trained as a naturopath first, registered nurse, midwife, naturopath, now functional medicine but um, it is a quite a, um, a, a, a taxing thing to study and um, very proud of all the knowledge you gave me and, um, yeah, just a disclaimer, I'm not a doctor. And, you know, the thing that I love about functional medicine is it's so functional. <laughs> like, it makes sense. Yes, yeah. And like- you can... You can understand why there's a lot of people out there who call themselves functional medicine pracs, but and they can still do that, but they're not certified. Yeah, yeah. And there's even people in this country teaching functional medicine who aren't certified, and that's fine, mm. but um, they're not certified. Yeah. It's only seven of us. And, you know, as part of our holistic way of looking at things in functional medicine, um, today we're going to talk about uh, ways that we can uh, make the most of food and reduce waste and recycle things. Um, So this all, again, is connected to environment and and diet and all this kind of stuff. So um, when we use food... Um, there's a lot of waste yeah, generally. Yeah, there is. Um, but in this country. Yeah, there's ways, like uh, there's astronomical stats, which I'm not going to pull out because they're just mind-boggling on how much food waste there is um, just every day in Australia. Yeah, all Western cultures. Exactly. You know, and my, um, my lovely son-in-law, um, my daughter's partner, is – it's always been about this. And actually, all my kids have, to be honest. Um, but, you know, in France they're making ways to – it's now illegal to throw food in, in bins mm. from the big chains. I can remember going past a certain supermarket at the back. I was taking a shortcut in one of the shopping malls. And here's this young guy with a trolley full of fruit and vegetables still encased in its plastic casing, throwing this entire trolley full of fruit and veggies, which looked absolutely fine – into the skip and I said, dude, what the frick are you doing? And I said, oh, look, what are you doing? And I said, oh, these are, these, are all, these are all out of date. And I said, yeah. Hey, there's also very many homeless starving people in this city. Oh, we're not allowed to in case they sue us. And I said, well, just make a freaking disclaimer. I felt actually bad for him because the kid was like 16, mm. right? And I, but I just hope it raised an awareness. I said, why don't I just take it out of the plastic at least so we can, you know, and maybe have a big compost bin. I, I actually don't know what I was thinking. Poor bastard. I just felt actually really sorry for him because he just probably didn't actually know who this cranky old woman was. Who was <laughs> but I was just so horrified. I mean, I'd heard of it. This was the first classic example. You know, when my son was working for Woolies many years ago when he was at uni, they actually, one of his colleagues was sacked because he took a loaf of bread from the bin 
you know, wow. and then they locked it from another supermarket chain. <laughs> that is just so, so wrong. And this is not even what we're talking about today, but, you know, and this is what I was saying about my son-in-law, you know, my daughter's partner, is that he, there is actually enough food on this earth to feed everyone. Mm. And that is absolutely horrifying. When there is horrifying and it, it's just horrifying. Um, you know, and I'm not saying, I don't know what the answer to that is. We're not going to talk about that global problem. We're just talking about the problem in our own households. Mm. You know? So, you know, um, when when we, for those of us who do cook, which is, you know, both of us, yes. um, you know, um, when we're using fruit and vegetables, um, there's so much that we don't need to throw away. We don't need to throw any of it away. And yeah. again, Nathan taught me this. Yeah. You know, like he, I've been studying nutrition for a very long time and when they came to live with us after they'd been to South America, um, you know, they said, oh, you know, we'll just cook the broccoli leaves or the uh, cauliflower leaves. And actually on my metabolic balance plan, there's my little, um, you know, but shout out to MB on this podcast. I actually have cauliflower leaves on my plan. Do you now? Yes, I do. Oh. And I went, look at that. <laughs> so, you know, there's abs- the secret to that is in the stalks of your kale and your, and your leaves of your, of, your, of your celery and all that, leaves of the celery are very bitter, which is a clue that it's great for your liver. Mm. But a lot of people don't – because, you know, traditionally in when we were foragers, bitter often um, – um, said that things might be a bit poison. Yeah. Right? So if if you were um, – so that, that we don't have a great mindset towards bitter anyway, but the idea is keep your – you know, keep those um, – even the onion peels and the, and, the, and the carrot tops if you can get them and the celery leaves, which is still – you know, put them in the freezer and make like a stock out of them. Yeah. And yeah. mush them all up. You can make your own vegetable stock. You yeah. can make consommes. You can make yeah. all kinds of stuff. Yeah, yeah. So, so – so what's some tips that we can share okay. with people that um, can help, you know, reduce some of this waste? Well, the first thing, you know, and it's actually really hard to, you know, and I like to eat organic. And I was just saying this to my husband the other day. We haven't had time to get to the markets because the, the organic markets are on the other side of Brisbane to us. Mm-hmm. So I try and stop at the local organic shop and I take my own little bags. Yep. But if I didn't have time to go to the local organic shop, so I actually ended up going to the supermarkets and they do have a range of organic. But I took her home and said to my husband, look at this. It's all covered in cling wrap. Yeah. And I'm sure they do it to argue that it doesn't get contaminated with other pesticides, you know, because mm. we've got these stringent organic rules. But try, first of all, try and shop. It's not going to happen all the time. Remember my 80% rule. Try and shop as much as possible at the greengrocer or your local shop or go to the farmer's markets if you've got it. And that's when you will get your broccoli and your cauliflower complete with leaves. Keep all them. You can actually use them in stir fries, but chop them really finely. Mm. One thing I've found, just just going back to going to a greengrocer or a fruit shop, um, is that they tend to have different stock than yes. what the supermarkets yeah. do. So a lot of what's in a supermarket has been in cold storage yes. and it's been around a while, whereas yeah. the stuff that's in the fruit and veg shop is actually fresher and yes. newer. Yeah, it's great. You know, I love getting cucumbers with the little spiky bits on them still. Yeah, um, yeah so that's the first step. But just don't think you're going you're gonna to make a whole meal out of kale stalks because you'll never do it again. <laughs> Right. Yeah, the, the, having a look at all those stalks of like your celeries and stuff, you can actually put a bit of olive oil or whatever oil of choice you want or even in some ghee and actually bake them in the oven 
and use them with your hummus and stuff. Mm. It's really yummy. Hello. Yeah, I know, mm. right. And I do, I literally have a section in my freezer where I put all my stuff that doesn't go into my compost. And we'll talk about compost shortly because it's very easy to compost even mm. if you're in your, an apartment. Um, and I put them in the freezer and I do make a vegetable paste out of it. I might have a Thermomix and it does have it on the recipe, so that is actually very easy. But you can just Google vegetable stock. This um, they, You end up putting a lot of salt in it and stuff and you never have to buy another stock cube again. Mm. You know, I actually keep chickens and I know that is not possible, but anyone with a small backyard can have a couple of chickens. Mm. And the, and I learned this from a friend of mine many years ago. They just have a – they were in normal Brisbane suburbia and they had – actually had six chickens and they've got a normal block and they actually um, fenced off um, the about a metre from their fence, so around the perimeter. Does that make sense? Yep. And one corner near the house was the chook yard, complete with little back lift where you could literally walk two metres to get the eggs. <laughs> um, and these kids – these kids, these feathered – these chickies had this amazing run. That's very cool. Isn't that another crazy, great idea? My son, who's recently, they've just purchased, and I said, oh, you've got to do this because he's on <laughs> a suburban block and he's been wanting chickens for a long time. It's like a chicken perimeter. Yes. <laughs> and, you know, it's interesting. If you, the, the secret with chickens is if you're going to feed them grain, don't feed them at night and mm. you won't attract the mice. I've had chickens for a very long time and you don't tend to attract the mice if you don't put too much food out for them and you can feed them the scraps. Yep. So chickens definitely, and then you get your own awesome eggs, vegetable stock um, and compost because there's a few things you shouldn't put in your compost like onion peels and stuff, but you keep that for your vegetable stock. Yeah. Right. Um, Composting is actually quite easy. You know, you you can get those ones that have a weird name that you add powder to Mm. and they just make it really quickly and then you have fertiliser for your pot plants. So just look at composting for small spaces or composting for units if it'll come up. You can buy them in bundles. There's special buckets you can get now and all kinds of stuff. And some of them that you can even compost meat, but Mm. I give that to my girls, my chickens. So clearly you can't have chickens in... um, Units. Having said that, we many years ago, I wish we still had it now, we bought a unit in Western Sydney many years ago. We're talking the 80s um, before we got married. And um, they ripped the, the the cupboards off the kitchen and kept chickens in there. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah. Oh, boy. So, um, yeah. So it, uh, you, I wouldn't recommend you do that. <laughs> um, and, again, chickens um, are only as clean as you keep them. Mm. So, you know, basically if you don't have too many of them, um, just enough to eat your fruit and veg and scraps and then you can actually use the chook poop in your garden. Mm. Complete recycling. Mm. But look, honestly, you don't even need to keep chickens, you know, no. just use the compost and make stock. Um, the other thing that's really cool and I literally just discovered this probably about a month ago, mm. um, we were eating some lovely organic pickled onions with mm. our lunch and it was empty and I was sitting there looking at it and it had the peppercorns in it and the little bits of dill and stuff, you know, what's in the nice pickled onions. And I thought, damn, I'm not, I am not tipping that in the garden. So I kept it because I make my own salad dressing. Yeah. Ooh, that would be nice. Stuff. Stuff. It is so freaking good. And now I'm starting to keep my olive ones. Did and you just put a bit of garlic in it. So in what or? I do with mine, I put actually put a little bit of honey, uh-huh. if you're allowed honey, yeah. or maple syrup. Um, and then I put the vinegar, yeah. then I put the oil of choice, olive oil, flaxseed oil, MCT, whatever you want to use, a teaspoon of granulated organic garlic and um, about a teaspoon of Dijon mustard. And I nice. keep it in a glass jar. And actually yeah. if you buy the Beachmont honey, 
the actual proportions are on the side to make oh. your own dressing. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, yeah. You just buy Woolies and Coles, so it's a nice Australian honey with a gold lid and then you'll have the proportions on the side and then you shake it up and you just keep it in the fridge. But so, yeah, we I eat a lot of salad, so a lot of salad dressing, but it's bloody delicious. And so, you know, that was really nice because it had that little oniony flavour. Mm. Even the juice of sauerkraut, if you've got it. And that's all yummy fermented deliciousness that we are tipping out this down the sink. What the actual flip? I'm 59 years old and I've just discovered this. And you're getting all that flavour from the original onions. Bonus. Whoa. Yeah. And I even do it. I happen to like, um, I love anchovies and I love, um, you know, those little capsicumy things with the, 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 the cheese in them. Oh, yeah. Bell peppers. Yeah. yeah. And then you can get those in olive oil. So I'm keeping the oil for all of that now. Yeah. And using using that. Yeah. Which is which is fantastic. Mind you, olive oil is not really my friend. It gives me headaches. So I, I try to sort of not use too much of that. But, um, yeah, so reserving the liquids and using it as a salad, salad dressing. The other thing, again, learned from my children, have you heard of aquafaba? Yeah. Okay. Well, I hadn't heard of it. Until my kids told me. So, and I actually don't know how good this is for your gut. So you actually reserve the liquid from chickpeas. Yep. And I don't know if you can use other, have you tried it with any other liquid? No. And you basically whip it up. Yeah. With cacao and a bit of maple syrup and it's, it is amazing chocolate mousse. Hmm. And you know, when you think about it, even on MB, mm. if you didn't put the too much maple syrup in it, that would even be on plan if you had it as part of dessert for your chickpea meal or whatever, right? Mm. And we chuck this stuff down the sink. Yeah. You know, and it, before you go, oh, you think, oh, this woman's a lunatic, <laughs> it is actually not that hard. All you need is a good blender. Or what if you got a Nutribullet? Yeah, Nutribullet would do it. Yeah. yeah. Or even little hand stick yeah, mix. Yeah. Bar mix, whatever yeah. they're called. Yeah, I use that all the time. Yeah, yeah. Use it all the time. Yeah, yeah, I know, right? So that's that's, and I, it's really funny because I took that over to my son and, and daughter-in-law's place, and I thought, oh, this will be good, and you know, um, and I said, look, disclaimer, I actually don't know what it's going to taste like because I've made avocado mousses and stuff, and well, I, you know, and this is totally up to you, but I do like buying organic, and I'm probably avocados are going to get expensive, so this is the stuff, and a tin of organic chickpeas is a dollar eighty. Mm. We dip this shit down the sink. Yeah. But, I mean, imagine the nutrients and the just the, the properties that are in that that I liquid know. alone that are going to give you the same properties as, as pretty much an egg white. Absolutely. And talking about how every single one of the blue zones have legumes in their diet, yeah. what a cool way to get your freaking legumes. Yeah. So make your hummus and then have aquafaba dessert. <laughs> so it's aqua, A-Q-U-A, faba, F-A-B-A, Google it. It is so easy to make, mm. aquafaba. So that's another thing I've learned from my lovely, lovely, um, my lovely children who are so smart. I'm so blessed. Um, bread. You know, people come to me and we talk about MB and, um, and they go, oh, I don't eat bread. And I go, you know, think about great, 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 granny. Bread's been in part of traditional culture. Every single culture has mm. some sort of bread. Every single culture, whether it's flatbread, um, whether it's rice bread, whether it's rice, there's, there's bread in every culture. Give us this day our daily bread. Mm-hmm. It's one of the first poems, right? So we, 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 but we tend to have this obsession with this white bread, which is mm. not bread, because that's not what great, 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 great granny would have had. And people go, oh, the bread's not fresh anymore. I'm going to chuck it out. 
Well, this is A, where your chickens come in handy. Um, or even compost. You can put bread in compost as long as you cut it up. But why not eat it? First of all, I always, well, I buy organic rye and it's like, what is it now? $7 a loaf. So yeah. I, I ain't going to waste any of that shit. So basically I keep it in the freezer. And it's fine. And if you freeze bread rather than refrigerate it, it stays fresh. But I like mine as toast anyway. But say you've got some bits left over, um, you can actually keep all that, get your Nutribullet or your blender or your Thermomix out and make breadcrumbs. Or croutons for salads or whatever. Croutons. Mm. Nice. Um, And also if you get like the whole loaves of like sourdough, um, you can actually bring it to life. Um, by sprinkling water on it and just putting it in the oven for a few minutes. Yeah. Gives it a whole new life. We've got to stop talking about food before lunch. Oh, no, my stomach's grumbling. Oh, what were we talking about? Oh, hummus we were talking about. <laughs> yeah, so that um, bread is um, – there's lots of things you can do with it, you know. Um, yeah, you can also even um, – have you heard – you would have heard of Melba toast. Yeah. So Melba toast is literally stale bread someone decided just to put in the oven and crunch up and have – so then you don't have to buy your rice crackers in plastic. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. um, again, going to the baker, you'll get it in, well, the traditional baker, you know, I guess everything's in plastic now, but you can ask for it in. I've actually said, although it didn't work out very well, someone put a bread in a plastic bag and I said, I don't need a plastic bag on my own. So she took the plastic bag and put it in the bin. I thought, no, that's not the ultimate. <laughs> I know, it didn't really, didn't really oh. work well. Uh, anyway, so, you know, this is, and you know what? Because I think my kids used to cringe when I used to do this stuff. And now they're doing it themselves. <laughs> but the more people we make, make aware of this, because, you know, people are good. Generally people are good and they just don't know. Mm. So, you know, making it aware. My next rule is, you know, citrus peels mm-hmm. um, and cloves and all that sort of stuff. You can actually make um, a really nice with, with citrus because we don't, although you can, there are some recipes that you can make whole cakes and stuff with whole oranges and stuff. Yep. If you keep your citrus peels, get an empty bottle, glass would be best, shove it in, shove, shove them all in, you just cut them up and put some, oh, is it methyl vinegar? It's vinegar. Put vinegar in and let it sit and it makes the best cleaner. Mm. If you add a few cloves, it makes a really nice room deodorizer. Mm. You know, so it's there's lots of beautiful things you can do. Actually, my sister just made rose water. That's got nothing to do with it. She just collected roses and it smells, apparently it smells amazing. I haven't smelled it. It looks pretty good. <laughs> um, so, and again, you know, you just you just can actually reuse bottles. You don't have to buy anything special. Yeah. You know, it's, um, you know, there's so much stuff. But, um, yeah, that actually works like a real, it's a really, really good cleaner. The other thing you can do with um, oranges that you think, oh, that one's a bit soft, I don't particularly want to eat it, or lemons, you can actually get cloves and um, just put a ribbon around it and tie it and then like just do like square ribbon so it holds and then put cloves in all of put cloves in it. Mm-hmm. The whole, and then you can hang it up in your cupboard and it becomes, and it sort of dehydrates and becomes this awesome, nice pomander. Mm-hmm. So I don't know that that's a nice little mindfulness exercise. Mm. So you know you can do you can stuff like that. Um, yeah. So and then talking talking about fruit, um, try try not try not to try not to waste your fruit. You know, we would uh, a friend of mine's making apple cider vinegar right now from apples that were a little bit spoiled. Yeah. Um, I don't know how to do it. I just saw it on Facebook. So <laughs> man, man, I'm going to try it though. Maybe just Google how to make your own apple cider vinegar. I was actually talking to my mum again. Actually, just this morning she was talking about how they used to make their own vinegar. Mm. Um, 
you know, just out of, I think, sugar beets or something. So yeah. it's just just amazing. We've Very just cool. forgotten. Mm. And, you know, okay, you may say you don't have any time, but, you know, get the kids off the devices. I know this sounds like, oh, it's too hard, but just try it. Mm. Come on, we're going to, you know, and then they go, oh, my gosh, we've made this for Mandas. So we're going to put one in my cupboard and we're going to put one in others or whatever, you know. Um, and then you say, oh, you, you, can, you can clean, you know, clean your, your, your bench top with this, this stuff you made. How cool is that? It's like, you know, when you introduce kids to gardening, they're going to like the tomatoes. So mm. same sort of thing. But um, just try and if you find fruit that's gone a bit off, <clears throat> you don't actually have to throw it out or if you've got chickens, you can give it to the chickens. You can actually um, make um, like apple, stewed apple is so easy to make mm. and so good for your gut. It's one of that and chickpeas are the t- two of the things your gut likes so much. In metabolic balance, we have to eat an apple a day. Mm. There is a reason for that. Yeah, it's because the pectin and our gut just loves it. Mm. So it's very actually very easy to make apple puree. No apple stewed apple. I just literally cut it all up, put it with a bit of water and some cinnamon, and let it bubble on the stove. Mm. And then if you want to put it through your bar mix or whatever and juice it up and have like a puree, and that's really nice as a little bit of dressing on your meat. Mm. No. So easy. Yeah. Actually, when it brings back memories when we were in PNG, um, we had, I don't know, about four mango trees in our yard. And of course, you know, they all ripe at once. So we literally used to just peel them, put them in the oven and dry them. Mm. So, you know, dehydrating, you don't need it, actually don't need a dehydrator, dryer, dehydrator. You can use your air fryer, you can even use your oven. Yeah. So um, you might think, oh, it's too hard. This is where you honestly just have to change your mindset. You're actually going to save money. And you know what? Just give things a try. If it doesn't work, that's cool too. You know, I mean, that's something I've learned through metabolic balance is just try different things and see if it works. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. 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 That is so, so true. And um, maybe try it once or twice. Yeah. You know, me and my shiitake mushrooms, I have to give that that a few goes. (laughs) Yeah. and you know, and then it comes down to planning. You got you you got to plan. You know, you 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 talk to any business coach as a business owner, they will tell you planning is a big part of making a business successful. Well, I actually would take that a step further. Planning is a big part of making your life successful. Yep. In yep. every way, spend get a cup cup of tea or coffee. I like my Colombian herbal tea, and sit down. I sit down on a Monday and I decide what we're going to eat. Mm. And it doesn't, you know, I have my coffee anyway. I don't have to be on fake book or anything like that. I can just sit down and I've, I've got an old exercise book and I write down, okay, this and this and this is good. Um, this is where I shout out to kangaroo. We have a lot of kangaroo in our, well, it's on my plan to start with, a lot of kangaroo in our, in our, um, in our house. Our doggies love it. And um, it's $12 a kilo. Mm. You know, as opposed to thirty dollars a kilo for all the other meat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. So that so I make results out of that, um, and it is. But one of my patients reckons it's the truest sustainable meat, which is probably true. It's organic, free range, but they do get up in helicopters to shoot it. So unless the, the helicopters are solar powered, it's probably not one hundred percent sustainable. But um, yeah, so you know, we just got to get people come. Oh, I don't want to eat that coat of arms. And I said, well, you got, we got to change our mindset because you know what, people. What we're doing is not working. Mm. We are the sickest we've ever been with, the saddest we've ever been, and we're the time poorest we've ever been despite our labour-saving gadgets. Mm. Holy snapping. What the hell? Mm. Just change a little bit. And you know what? 
if you change something, say you make your own breadcrumbs or you make your own chalk stock, how that sense of achievement. Yeah, I mean, again, it's that you know you've actually done something Absolutely. for yourself. You've actually saved the planet a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah. You've saved yourself some money. Yeah. You've actually done something worthwhile. Yeah. Um, and you know, it's it's something you can enjoy yeah. instead of it being a chore. Yeah. Like, sense just of give purpose. it a try. Sense of purpose. Yeah. And you don't have to be Martha Gardner or Jamie Oliver. I am certainly not Martha Gardner or Jamie Oliver. In fact, when people say to me, when I say, oh, metabolic balance, I'm not a cook. And I said, oh, that's great because you're going to love this because it's so easy. Mm. And this is all what we're talking about now. You know, and we may not all have markets close to us or I actually like um, in Australia, we have, I don't even know if it's just a Queensland thing. We have a beautiful store called The Source. This one. Yeah. The Source. And it's all bulk food. Yeah. So you can go in there with your little, um, they don't think you're, Creepy if you go in there with your um, with your jars and stuff and or your brown paper bags. And they don't use plastic; it's all paper bags. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Well, and I take my I got calico bags when I buy my flour and stuff as yep. well. You know, and it's I think it's just great. And and our lo- local organic shop does it as well, which is great. Um, we've just we've just got to stop all this. You know, you know we're talking about it. We eat the equivalent to a credit card of plastic a week. A week. I thought, oh, that can't be right. I looked it up. Five grams of plastic a week we all consume inadvertently through the plastic lining in our takeaway cups, just the plastic rubbing off on our food. We are plasticising ourselves. And then, of course, we're putting Botox in our skin because we might put even more plastic. But anyway. Oh, the one thing I didn't talk about, the best thing about using your orange peel, mm. Google how to make candied peel. Oh. That is the best thing as a little zinger. You actually then just put that in um, a little bit of hot water and have it as a tea. Mm. Or if you want to dry an apple or something, put that in a bit of hot water and have apple blossom tea or apple tea. I call it apple blossom. It's got nothing to do with the blossoms. Um, And a bit of cloves and cinnamon if you'd like cinnamon. It's a great little uh, kind of... Dressing for a drink? Yes. Perhaps? Oh, yeah. Oh mm-hmm. my gosh. Actually, I might have. I might actually. I'm doing dry March, but I might actually have something like that in the freezer, which mm. I infused. That I might have been given as a gift with all <laughs> that stuff in it. I added the vodka, um, and yes, I will drink vodka. Um, yeah. So the sauce also going back to the and I've got no correlation with them, guys. I don't, I don't get any kickbacks. I don't even know that I exist. I would imagine, but you can order online and they ship it to you. Mm. Which is cool. Which yeah. is all in plastic and stuff. And the only thing is, you, the only bad thing with that is, I, you can't recycle. You can't reuse your calico bags and stuff. But you know, um, yeah. So reusing jars. I, I'm a big. Oh, I love sprouting. Mm. So I buy my mung beans. Mung beans work the best. I don't know. I've I've tried all the others, but I, I'm a mung bean sprouter. So since it's on my plan, I'll I stick did to some it. funky one that was pink something, and pink alfalfa or something. It was really cool. Where did you get them seeds? Them seeds. When did you get them from? <laughs> what is that from the, the dish? When did you get them glasses? <laughs> Where did you get those seeds from? I think I got them from like Bunnings or somewhere. No way. Yeah. Cool. So For I the get, Yeah, right. Mm. Oh, okay. I never thought to look there. Like I usually just buy them from the source or Market Organics and I I have two old ghee jars which I, I, me, got the electric driller called Clark because he's a superhero <laughs> and I drilled some holes in the plastic, in the the Metal lid. lid. And then I just fill them out. I've actually done a blog on it, healinghands.com.au news. Um, and I and they literally, I've got two going because they, they sprout so quickly. 
I have tried lentils and stuff. They ended up just ending up with the chickens because they just go into mush. But I think I must try sunflowers because I don't imagine sunflower seeds are irradiated if they're organic because you can no. buy sunflower sprouts. So I think or, or I might try alfalfa. But they so they are so high in nutrient. Mm. And you know you're not you don't have to buy special little mats or anything like that. They grow so easily. Yeah. Like you can't even get like those pottery ones where you sit the seeds on the pottery and you just wet the pottery and oh, and the nice. moisture from the you know the the porous pottery um, it just grows. You probably wouldn't even need to buy anything special. Just no. grab an old terracotta pot from the garden. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, so there's just so much. Um, just go back to great 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 granny and what she would have done with that bit of food. You know, and I, 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 I was again talking to someone, you know, the thing is we're not hungry enough. We're not hungry enough for anything in this country. We're not hungry enough for food. We're not hungry enough for resources yet. We're not hungry enough for things that our foods are wrapped in. We just, you know, get it easily. Um, think about even a seed, you know, the, the farmers, they seed in a, in a, in, in, through a tractor and then just things get flying away and everything. But if you go to Peru to the Sacred Valley, they lovingly get every seed mm. and put it in the ground because they ain't got too many. Mm. So we, we're we not hungry enough. We need to get hungry for the right things. Yeah. We really, really do. Um, and it doesn't actually just don't do all of them. Go, oh, my gosh, now Alex wants me to be some sort of recycling hippie. You don't <laughs> have to do it all. Just decide you're going to stop, shop. Do what s- works for you. Yeah, absolutely. Or just yeah. decide you're going to try your local fruit shop instead of the supermarket. You may be surprised. Dragon fruits are in there right now and they're mm. not in plastic. And, you know, as we were just saying, it only takes small change. Yes. Just start. Yes, just Just make a small start. change. Get the kids involved. This is part of being the tribe. Mm. And you know what? You involve your food, the kids in food, they start to appreciate that food. And it's yeah. not going to happen overnight, mm. you know. Um, but in, involve, you know, I actually make my own yogurt. I make my own ghee. Why? Because it's cheaper. Mm. <laughs> it's cheaper. You know, and you know those. If you can help form those habits now, even just cooking together, yes. um, I think that 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 tribal element of coming together and community of cooking together, and even teaching them how to cook or or how food comes together and, and what it means to sustain you, I think that has long lasting effects. Um, Absolutely. I mean, for me, I still have memories of sitting on the kitchen bench when I was a kid making soup. With mum. Yeah, lovely. And I can, I can just about remember every goddamn ingredient yeah, that went nice. in that soup, you know. For us it was spaghetti bolognese and pasta. We used to make a pasta on the big farmhouse table, yeah. Mm. Um, and, you know, it's not it's, – it's also about what I, want, what I want you guys to think about <coughs> is it's not about you, – you've got to believe it, you know, just because Alex said. Don't you force yourself. Yeah, just believe it because if you believe it, that's going to be more important for you. Than, uh, you know, and it's going to get hard to get those teenagers off Snapchat, don't get me wrong. <laughs> but, you know, you, it's going to be a lot better than watching the 5 o'clock news because you know what? We're going to find out if we get a nuclear strike anyway. You don't need to watch a lot of the sadness. If you, you've got to find out what needs to be found out anyway. Yeah. So get 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 out and and, 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 and turn the telly off and... I've got I've got funky Spotify music I cook by, and um, you know I, I blast it out. I do do a bit of batch cooking, but you know when I used to I like involving my nieces when when they're around. My my daughter and I always cook together. Even when she lived overseas, we used to WhatsApp and cook together. Mm. That might have been the reason for my phone's demise because it rang and <laughs> fell into the boiling water. I was <laughs> boiling the lentils in, uh-huh. but um, yeah. So you know, and I'm not anyone special. 
people go, it's interesting because somebody texted me the other day and, and my husband said, oh, you're, are you a, a nuclear scientist now? They wanted me opinion <laughs> or something. And I said, oh, you know, it actually humbles me that everyone thinks I know everything. I know very little. I honestly know very little. But what I know is that good food, good connection, and you've got to be hungry enough mm. to be able to do it and believe it. And the thing is with you, Alex, you're passionate about it. Yeah, because otherwise I we it. wouldn't be here right now. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, but I, I believe it. Mm. Oh, you got to believe it. You got to believe you are what you eat. You are what you think. You are what you believe. Mm-hmm. You are what you breathe in. Mm-hmm. And that's the first step. Even if it's that, do some research. Do some independent research. And uh, yeah, and there's probably lots more things we've forgotten. Have we forgotten stuff? No, I guess it's just really thinking about before you go to throw something in the bin. Yes, it's just, perfect. It's just stop and think, be mindful and think, okay, well, what else could I use this for? And try and, you know, think outside the square, you know. We do what we always do. How about we try something different? Um, it could be, you know, like carrot pills. Yes. What could you do with those? Well, I don't peel my carrots. Neither do I. Um, But like the top and tail, like we were saying, keep those for a stock. Um, The things that you can freeze, the things that you can combine, the things that you can blitz or make in a soup or just think of different ways that you can reuse things that you normally wouldn't. Yeah, yeah. And Absolutely. if you if you can't think, do your research. Talk to a chef. Yeah, yeah. get on to get onto Facebook or get on or, YouTube. Yeah, what's the what the quirky cooking or what's the other girl? You know, there's lots, there's lots because you know what? When you put it in the bin, it doesn't go away. It, the problem becomes worse. Mm-hmm. Just because you people will think they put it in the bin and they forget about it because we've got councils that pick the bins up. I, I actually think every school should make a trip. To the recycling stations and to see how they smell, like and and the and the and the refuse. That should be part of the of of a very every year they should go mm. to a tip. That should that make make people aware. Just because you don't think it happens doesn't mean it doesn't happen. Yeah, it's interesting that we we get so insular and we think of just our little home, but that's multiplied by thousands. So we just have Millions. to think how mm. we can reduce this. And start with ourselves. Mm. And I will finish by 2050. They reckon there's more plastic particles in the ocean than, than life. We're in 2022. Mm. That's one generation unless we change it. So let's make the change now. Yes. Thank you for listening to Functional Medicine with Alexandra Brewster. For more information on functional medicine in Alex's practice, visit healinghandsipswitch.com.au. 